0: Love Talk Radio Hi everyone, welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community Those are my three C's The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories Some are similar, others are uniquely different Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday, day two. I've done two shows this week, and I am so excited to do this special edition of the Born to Talk radio show. And I'm just, it's great. So, yesterday's show was all about travel. I Love Travel. Today's show is all about music. I love music, too. And my guests today are from Dudley's Records, Vintage Vinyl. The owner of the store is one of my guests, which is Bill Dudley. Welcome to the show, Bill.
1: Well, thanks for having me back, Marcia. Your standards must be low if I'm here three times now.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, don't tell anybody. You know, this is live. I can't edit that out, Bill. The last <laughs> know what you're, the last, that's true. I'm not kidding you, Bill. I went back and looked. My last show with you was on November the 13th, 2017, and we were in the L.A. Talk Live studio. So I know when you were with me. But Oh,
1: yeah. We just opened the store at that point.
0: That's exactly right. But you're not coming on this show alone. Oh, no, you're not. Because joining you today, Bill, is Jesse Chavez. And Jesse is more than a store employee at Dudley's Records. Welcome to the show, Jesse.:
2: Thank you so much
3: for having me, Marcia. got me. In the going,
0: <laughs> it's going to be fun, because as I, 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 I had a remarkable story I had a remarkable start today, you guys, because I had the pleasure of being a guest, like you are, only I was the guest on a radio show this morning and it was um something that will be on on facebook and uh the name of the show that i was on was hosted by angie mccartney yep from liverpool yep and her daughter ruth mccartney and i was on a show called angie t-flix tuesdays mccartney okay so yes she is paul McCartney's stepmom and I had the incredible pleasure of being on her show earlier today. That's why I said this is a day full of music for me, because now we're focusing on on you guys, and this is really fun. So, Bill, let's just start out this way, because for those folks that maybe didn't hear that show back in November of 2017, please just tell our audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I grew up in the Bay Area and was exposed to every type of music imaginable there because they played everything on the radio when I was a kid. Country, girl groups, rhythm and blues, uh, the Beatles, everything. And I like all kinds of music. And uh, as I've gotten older, I decided to make that my life because music is important to me. It's helped get me through really hard times in life. You can hear a song and go back to whatever year that was and remember the good as opposed to what you don't want to remember. And I did that for many years in the radio. And then uh, after 12 years of being in broadcasting in Seattle and uh, the Bay Area and uh, didn't hit Los Angeles till later, but I opened up my first record store in 1980 in Portland, Oregon, And I ended up having six stores up there. And I did that for almost 20 years. And then I came down here in 1999 to Los Angeles, went to work at a major radio station of which I'm still at one or two days a month. And I missed having a record store. And records started coming back in the mid 2000s. And sometime during that Time period, uh, a very nice woman, and her young son moved next door to me and I met them when they first got there. Uh, her name is Barbara, and Barbara and i uh, we both uh, we both have diarrhea of the mouth. we talk and talk and talk <laughs> and talk, and we talked a lot, and she had a young son, and I looked at her and the son, and they reminded me of me and my mother when I was his age oh boy and I always kind of liked Jesse, but I didn't really know him that well until a few years ago when I ran into Barbara one day, and I had a lot of time on my hands because my hours had been cut here at the broadcasting company, and uh, she says, well, you know, my son is 18 years old now, and he loves music, and he really likes you. Maybe you should spend some time with him,
3: (laughs) and I said,
0: oh. Let me interrupt you right there (laughs) uh, because we're going to get into that relationship, We really are going to get into that relationship because that's an integral part of this show. But I want to give Jesse a, a, a point to speak as well. So pardon my interruption. And let me just let Jesse tell us a little bit about himself as well because, Jesse, frankly, I want to know about you. And I'd like to know about this relationship that Bill was talking about that I just interrupted him about. I want to hear your perspective on that.
3: Yes. So so before we carried away and talk about ourselves for another time. we both had great and then it's really kicked heart. off for us. You know, she, she's the, the one that the two of study. Study. So you need, need to get together up. and hang out. Jesse, Jesse I'm, gonna, I,
0: Jesse, I'm going to Jesse, I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment. You are sounding like an echo chamber, and I really think your message is important, so perhaps you can move a little bit closer to your phone your phone to the to the speaker, or maybe move slightly Absolutely. away from Bill because frankly, I don't want people to not hear what you're saying, and I'm not hearing you clearly at all, so Absolutely. let's just let you. Let's let you see if you can get that, that sound to just be a little bit more improved, all right? Because this is live radio, and I don't want people to miss what your message is.
3: Listen, Ready? This is
0: that, is, that is an improvement. So oh, that, why don't oh. you go ahead now? Oh, boy. All right, Jesse, I'm going to let you just go.
3: Well, I grew up with a lot of my time being spent with my grandparents and they played me the music that they knew. They played me, um, Connie Francis and Leslie Gore and Cat Stevens and Criggins and just everything A to Z that came out in the sixties and the seventies. And I, I loved it. I was magnetic with it from the, um, from the very beginning. And I just, I would, so I know, learn and enjoy the songs that they knew, but I would go that extra mile and I would start digging up all these other songs that they didn't know, and I would be like, listen, you know, listen to this song, this is great, and they'd be like, wow, what's that, and, you know, and you tell them, oh, it's a it's a Creedence Clearwater record, and they're like, really? And, mm-hmm. you know, just, just kept doing it and doing it, and just the library just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every every day, and it's been going like that for years for me, since I was a child, that's just, that was just my drive always with music and you know of course the brother band you know, musicianship and other things like that that we can get to later but eventually we would me and my mother would end up moving away from my grandparents home and into our own apartment in El Segundo and we it's a jackpot and let it go sort to of Bill and he was always a good friend he always looked out for us and always um
2: you know, was a great neighbor
3: with great help but <sighs> like I said it wasn't until a little later on, of living next door to him, that I started to slowly figure out like, oh he's in a music too and he's really, you know even cooler than I thought and started to mm-hmm. just really take off
0: did you know back then that what he was doing professionally or did you just sort of know him as your neighbor?
3: Um, I knew that there was a I knew he was in some sort of thing that was like radio or television or something. I didn't know what it was specifically or I'm sure he told me a couple of times. I know he gave my mother a couple of trips to come see some shows and stuff and I just, I don't know, I guess I just didn't pay enough attention and it just didn't really click mm-hmm. but the moment that I really started to get interested was maybe about I don't want to say five or six years ago. I'm carrying my laundry to the laundry room and his garage is out his garage is always in the path of Susan's room. And I look to my right and I notice his box is a CD and I think, oh okay. And I, I stop for a second and I look and of course the first CD is Rolling Stones, which is my favorite song. I'm immediately drawn in and I, I keep it to the back of my mind because I'm a little shy and I don't know if I want to go banging on his door or snooping in his stuff and have him catch me. But yeah, I heard about my way, I did my laundry and I kind of kept to myself and I noticed the garage would be open a lot, and I would look, and this would get longer and longer, and I think finally either, oh, you know, he saw me in the laundry room at one point, and he didn't know about the garage at this point, but he saw me in rolling pajamas, and he was commenting, laughing, he's like, I've, I've never seen a boy your age in rolling stones' pajamas, this is incredible, and I said, "Thanks." Hey, I've been wearing them for years.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? So, the, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Obviously, you could be a, a grandson of mine based on my age and your age. When I was a teenager and the British invasion came to Los Angeles on our radios back in the KRLA days, way back way back when, right, Bill? Um, there, you either sort of were a person. Well, you loved it all. But it's I, I, I sort of I sort of um, link it to you know cars can get you anywhere but some people really like Chevys and some people really like Ford. Back then, you liked the music, but some people really liked the Stones and some people really liked the Beatles. So what was it oh, about yeah. the Stones that you liked so much, Jesse? Was it what was it? Was it Mick Jagger? Was it the music? What did you like about the Stones?
3: The Rolling Stones were. Just- was the Stones album. My, my mother played it for me. So, I mean, I, I thank her for being a Stones fan as well because without her, that wouldn't happen. happened. Um, first song I learned to play on the guitar when I was, I don't know, eight or nine, Stones song. Um, first time I ever found out what iTunes was when I was a child. I, you know, I don't. I know there's some fans that are real purists, and they'll tell you, oh, don't, don't listen to anything besides the Mick Taylor, or don't listen to anything that doesn't have Brian on But anything after that, I didn't have any of that in my way. I just, I just listened as it came along, and I just played, and played, and played. I, I couldn't get enough. And frankly, I enjoy all their music. I, there's really only a few songs that I don't, I don't care for. But even those ones, I don't, I don't hate them. I still think they're kind of cool. It have so much, and they just keep. Going and going and going. And that, to me, that just is one of the big things that from everybody else, they just never stop. And they're probably not until they drop dead. They just keep going. It was <laughs> me away.
0: Did you sing too? Did uh, You mentioned you played the guitar, but did, did you know the words that you sang along with them when they were on the radio or on
3: your CDs? Oh, yeah. I. I, oh. Oh, I sang was that you, Bill, going down? Oh, yeah. I what any of the words meant. Well,
1: I just went to El Camino College to watch him sing a couple of weeks ago, and he was one of the better singers in his class. There were were some that weren't very good, and he came on right after them, thank God. So he sounded better because of it. Oh, that's
3: so cool. That's
0: that's really, really cool, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. I want to talk about the store because it sounds to me like – there's a lot of bonding. There's a lot of male bonding going on right here. And I know off the air, Bill, I know this about you because I've known you longer than Jesse. Um, I know what Jesse means to you. And I, I, I believe that probably this, the same could be said about him with you. Th- there really is something very, very uniquely special about the two of you, isn't there?
1: Well, thanks to his mom, who was just in yesterday, we started talking about all kinds of stuff. And yeah. we now realize that we have even more in common than we ever knew before.
3: So he's kind of
1: like the son I never had.
3: The other actually. thing that really gets is parallel our lives have been so many of the same things that have happened to him have happened to me at some point or another. we go all day name checking, all these different little things. There's just so many. That was a really fascinating factor. Still
1: is, and we're two generations <laughs> apart. That's what's so astounding about it. Right. Correct. Yes. We don't tell that, people that's... how old I am, but <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <about forever. laughs> but,
0: but I kind of have a sense. Um, but you know, it, it's really interesting, and this is what I said earlier on on that show today. Music, I think, in my opinion, maybe you would both agree. I think you would, is such a unifier. You said it so beautifully, Bill, at the top of the show, when you said listening to music can transport you. I, I've loved music my entire life. I listen to music constantly. I happen to be somebody that really likes the classic 60s, but I, I also listen to current music as well. Um, there's not as many radio stations now that play that kind of music that used to, but I can tell you that when Landslide comes on with Fleetwood Mac, that usually brings tears rolling down my face because that that's still one of
1: their premier has, songs at their shows too.
0: And
1: it's a beautiful record.
0: It's a beautiful record, well, and you want to know what's so interesting about that particular song? I. Fleetwood Mac clearly was the one I first downloaded, and I have the album. But um, I have that vinyl. But when the show Glee was on and those performers did a duet, when the Dixie Chicks did it, I have that song. So any rendition of that song, whether it's Nikki, uh, Stevie Nicks or it's, it's a duet of that song, that song takes me straight to my husband and that's where the emotions come from. And like you said, I, you know there's so much that can divide us today more than ever and music just unites us. It, and it, it it's just It's the universal us,
3: language. Right.
0: It and is.
1: it doesn't matter what language it is. It's the melody, it's the lyrics. And it takes away pain for people that have pain in their lives, like missing a loved one or remembering a girlfriend from high school or whatever it is. Music takes me back to that point. And I discovered, I mean, I listened to music when I was a little tiny kid. My mother used to play 78s by the Andrews Sisters and Sinatra and Nat King Cole. And I got into music early, but it was It was another lady, my babysitter, that got me listening to the radio, and she got me listening to the radio right after my father died, who I was not close to. And after Dad died, then all of a sudden I was addicted to Top 40 radio, starting with Bobby Darin and Mac the Knife and going all the way up, uh, you know, into the 80s. And I meet Jesse, and I I thought, what's this, whatever he was, 18 then. I thought, what's an 18-year-old kid, Noel? about the Rolling Stones. And the laundry room was
3: the yeah. meeting even, point even again. Yeah he, yeah, yeah, he was into it way before mm. I met him. My, and, yeah, as a uh, matter of fact, we actually took it from the actual show sure in 2007, but this guy Dr. C, and we were both there that night. That's <laughs> funny. Mm,
1: and he moved funny. into the building next to me a few years later. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah. how old were you, 14?
3: Yeah, at that time, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was a, he was a little squirt then, though he looked younger. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: and see, that, that's another thing that's so parallel about us We connection to music. Yeah, certain images and stories, and it's like the same thing for me. I can't, I can tell you right now, actually. I remember, I still, every time I listen to this this mix I have of Beatles songs with, with demos that they didn't actually really put out until the anthologies, every time I listen to a version of How Do You Do... What was this called? It's sharing the first version, but it's like how, do you, how Do You Use Me? I can't even say it I'm sure there. Every time I hear that, I think down here with boxes full of stuff. And that's, what we're, that's what I was playing in my car at the time, and I was first doing it, but every time I hear a the song thereafter, Exactly what I think of Daytripper and Paperback Writer and a number of songs. Whatever CD I had in the machine that day, it's just, it's just visual. It's, it's,
0: it, 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 it is. And, and you know, I, I I, think it would be really great to, build this to talk a little bit about your stores. Because I, I mentioned in the blog I wrote about you, and I also did it on Facebook Live just before you guys joined me. There is something oh, thank you. about a record store. There is something about the smell there. I mean, I opened up my hey, cabinet Hey, now, wait a minute. We don't room. stink
1: at our store. Barbara.
0: I didn't think you did. Well, maybe just do a little bit. But, um, but I opened up the cabinet in my living room where my turntable is sitting, and I grabbed out just three albums. I grabbed out uh, Stevie Nicks. I grabbed out Herman Hermits because I loved them. And I grabbed oh, out God. Rubber Soul. Jesse, her
1: Jesse tell film. her where I you were a month ago.
3: We saw Peter Newton on Saturday night. I absolutely love him in terms of, I, I <laughs> love <laughs> even the records that are quote-unquote bad. They're not bad, they're great. I love it. But, but again, that, that comes back around at my grandparents. That, that's the reason why I know who they are. And, I, I love like they
1: was a kid when these songs were hit so right
0: <laughs> well and me too that's Bill. a testimonial so, for you uh, there, well and and for for both of us and you know going to a dance and as a girl it's like you you hope the boy asks and maybe if oh, you're i never did going that dance, i never
1: did that marcia
3: me neither i, I, I went as a boy oh actually you I the one silly. where the girls asked to die yep that Lucky. that's
0: actually the first high school dance I went to was what the girl asked the boy that was called the Sadie Hawkins dance. And oh yeah. It, just, oh, that that, that's just funny. That, oh that's just that's just funny. But I do think that music really does bring lots of memories. But what I was saying about the smell, I mean, I you know, <laughs> some of your you have vintage vinyl. People I know because my son in law's in the same line of work people sometimes will buy an album for the album, for the vinyl. Sometimes they buy the album for the cover because now you've got Michael Jackson Thriller uh, hung, hanging on your wall. I remember when he died. My God, that was just a few months. It was just three months after my husband died. And, you know, those albums were going, oh. you know, they were flying out. Um, but so, yeah. so to your store, Bill, you know, because I have been in your store. Um, you don't just have vinyl, do you? You have a lot of things besides just vinyl. Am I right? Hey,
1: well, we have well, – we let, let me just say one thing. It's funny you bring up the smell because one of the first things that happened when we opened the store was a, a woman came in, and she says, oh, I like this place because your records don't smell. Remember that,
3: <laughs> Jesse? That was yeah. the first week we were open. Funny. I thought it was strange you know, thing in my life, but she was right. They do have an aroma about them that can be very pleasant
1: or very unpleasant. Well,
3: that's why we put little <laughs> oh.
1: plastic wrappers on them. We 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 cover up the smell on no, ours. No. Ours are sealed. So, but no, but I opened, I reopened the really store good. because cause I w- I went to spring training, uh, like I did every year with my best friend until he passed away. I went to spring training in Scottsdale about three years ago, and I went into a record store. And I was talking to this young guy there, a little older than Jesse, he's probably about 25, and he had his own store there in Scottsdale. And, and I noticed that he was selling the CDs cheap and the records were more expensive. And I said, what, what's going on here? I said, are people getting back into vinyl? This may have been four years ago. And he says, oh, yeah. And I said, well, how long do you think this is going to last? Because I've got 30,000 records in my garage. And he says, I think it's going to last for a good run, like a t- for 10 or 12 years. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Now I don't have to work for idiots anymore. I can go back to working for myself. And and then I started thinking, and then I spent time with Jesse, and then I thought he would be the perfect employee at my store. I could take this guy to any concert from any artist, jazz, rock, whatever, uh, even some country, his mother would like that. And (laughs) he would know their hits and who they are and you know, he's just, he's like a uh, multi-generational, you know, and he knows the, you know, his, he knows hip hop music too. He's in charge of the hip hop section and everything he told me to buy to bring in sells. So he knows what he's talking about. But Jesse also pointed out something interesting to me a few months into the store. He looked at me and he says, you know, I'm really glad we did this. He says, but you do realize that a lot of the people that come in here, whether they're 12 year old girls or 50 year old guys, This is a drop-off point for them. This is the place they want to be. And I thought about that, and I thought, you were just talking about this, Marsha. It's like Floyd's Barbershop on the Andy Griffith Show. It's a place for Mm -hmm. people that are a little bit disconnected in whatever way to come in and hang out with us. It's a multi-generational effect. We've got 12- and 13-year-old girls that come in there that know who the Munsters and the Adams family are. And we've got college age people coming in there, you know, guys and girls that are really into records. And also the shirts and the posters and the stickers and the patches and, and everything else that we sell. You know, we have all kinds of stuff there.
3: So, it's a community Everybody likes to, you know, be a part of one bigger, for no lack of a better word, a bigger family. You know, it's really beautiful. I feel like. A lot in I like that everybody's so intertwined and connected and you know it's the same it's funny you, and, you know, when when thing, when, you
0: know. when I hear you say that and i and the intergenerational and um, all of that and music. I must tell you, in my brain, in my mind, which is why I can only hold so much in there before I have to purge something, there's always a jukebox <laughs> going. The, I mean, seriously. So do you want me to tell you what was just playing in my jukebox when you were saying that?
1: We are. Well, the I world. can probably give you the artist label and year on it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Well, you
3: know, with you, it?
0: Probably, you probably could, but, but that just seemed so fitting. We are the world. We are the one. We are the world,
3: oh. and
0: it goes back to tying us together
3: mm-hmm. with why
0: I was, you know, I was, I was in another country. I was in Uruguay, and I was buying some art, oh. and the guys got on music in the background. It's Western music, and I looked at him, and I said, I, I'm a little surprised you're listening to this. I really love what you're listening to. He said, that's how we all learned how to speak English.
1: Oh, I've that heard that really... many, yeah. many times from a lot of different people over the years at the old stores in yeah. Portland and and here. This is the seventh store, and that's that is the theme: is that music is the universal language. So, I mean, right
3: my cousin is fascinated with that Asian boy group. um I, he asked oh, yeah, the, sent me an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those the, what, the lead, yeah, the lead guy speaking. He's like, I learned most of my English from listening to English songs, and it's like that's really cool, you know. Still. That's
0: still going on today. It's true. And let me ask you something, Jesse. And I, honestly, I have to apologize to everyone listening. It's really sad to me that your your voice is not as strong as I wish it could be, because it really is a muffled sound. And i I'm not i I'm not in the studio with the board, so I cannot do anything but use my phone. And frankly, that's all you can do. I wish that we could hear you clearer I, i'm i don't know how to make that different i know we've got another 30 minutes together and i don't know how to improve that on your end this but i do want you to,
3: trying to adjust this, phone, maybe
0: well that right now sounds really good so whatever you just yes, did
3: keeping it right here.
0: if you if you can keep it like that um that really does help and with that in mind Let's see if I could just ask you this question, and hopefully we can hear you clearly. Um, Bill mentioned that. There you go. Oh, that's good. So Bill mentioned that he heard you singing at El Camino. So I presume you're. Are you a student at El Camino
3: College? Yes, I am. And as a matter of fact, I'm so glad it's the '60s because the song I sang was Romeo and Juliet, Reflections, 1964. (laughs) You proud of me, Bill? You got it. Romeo. June, to be specific. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, and I love that record. What a good choice. Now, now, how many
1: 22-year-olds do you know, Marsha, that would know even one line out of that song, let alone the whole song? You're right. I mean, that's just unbelievable <laughs> exactly. to me. It is but then incredible. every day <laughs> is unbelievable to me, because it's always something like that he comes <laughs> up with.
0: Plus, he's funny that, on Jackie. top of
1: everything else, and we need humor in today's world. So. <laughs>
0: We do. But, yeah. Bill, no, back, come back, on. You can, here, be, you can be pretty no, no, funny, no too, Bill. There, there is a funny side to you. Oh, that he's he a on, You must admit. <laughs> yes, he is a <laughs> Well, I that's another
1: that. – it's funny you should bring that up, Marge. That's another way that we deal with the pain in our lives is through humor. music yes. and humor. Those yes. are the two yes. biggest things that have helped me in my lifetime
0: same I just I think that's so great Bill so let me let me ask you this question Jesse keep that phone however you got it honey because now we're hearing you Um, maybe I'll just go to you right real quick Jesse because I can hear you so clearly Uh, okay you know I, I know a little I know a little bit about this business that you're in and I know that vinyl is certainly you know what 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 you guys are doing with vintage vintage vinyl um, what is it about, because if, if you've got a vintage vinyl album, then gotta, you got to, you're not playing that in your car. You've got to have that on a turntable, right. right? And are you finding
2: right. that
0: your generation, and maybe a generation just so slightly older than you, are coming back and being your customer because they want to listen to vinyl?
3: Yes, and you yeah. know, it's uh-oh, come in and Jessie. visit us. Because it's clear? Oh, no, it's not. How
0: about that? Oh. Just I get I think that I'm sorry for for all of you. I'm sorry, particularly for you, Jesse. It's just that sometimes you're really clear to hear, and other times you're not. So I'm just gonna I don't know what changes that, but just go ahead and talk to me about your vinyl experience. Is it better? No.
1: You know, I'm not hearing him now there. actually.
0: Yeah. Bill, well, I want to Bill, let's try something. I want to try something. Bill, put your put your cell phone on speakerphone and let's just see if perhaps if the speakerphone is near both of you, maybe we'll just have you both respond that way. Um, and hopefully that means that Jesse can hear me. Let's, let's, let's experiment. Let this, you know, I'm for, we've been given a couple of lemons. Let's make it some lemonade. Let's see if by putting your phone on speaker that we can both all hear through each other. He's ready to go. Jesse, Jesse, can you hear me? Yeah, we're here.
2: I've, I've, I've discarded my phone, so I'm here now.
0: Perfect.
2: Well, that's a $1,200 iPhone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Where, we'll we'll, get, we'll talk about Apple later, but I hear you both clearly. Oh no, we can so, leave them
2: out. I yeah. don't I don't need to. They took all yeah. my money.
0: <laughs> there you go, Jesse. There you go. And you they're know, laughing you
2: know, about, you know, about it now. Yeah, 30,
0: thirty minutes in. So yeah, they're Jesse, laughing at, you... at they're
2: laughing at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me, Jesse. Now that I really do hear you clearly, why do you why okay. do you love vinyl so much?
2: I, you know, I loved old music for all this time, but I admittedly did not appreciate vinyl until I was already, I already knew Bill at this point. So I'm already about a teenager. I'm about 15, 16. And I, eventually I just was walking around an antique market because my grandparents would take me to those all the time. And I just saw some Stones records. And I thought, Oh, that'd be cool to have some Stones records. And I, yeah, I asked the guy how much they were, and he just wanted five bucks for them. So I took three or four, and I thought, oh, this is great. And then I just slowly started to pick up more and more that I liked. And I think about fast-forwarding two or three years later, I have all these records that are just sitting there. I, I'm just buying them, and they're just there. And finally, for my 18th birthday, my grandparents get me a record player. So I, I was buying records before I could even listen to them. They, I was just doing that as just a fun little hobby. But I was always listening to that music in other media
1: yeah i don't really want to speak for him but but he's a music guy i mean he listens to cds a lot you know he he listens to his own music that he mi- mixes himself you know and you know, on his phone and he channels sometimes he brings those mixes in and plays them in the store and it's mainly music for him i don't think it's any particular format you know, and for me, I just had thirty thousand records in the garage, and I found out a few years ago that people want these, so that's what we sold when we opened, and now we're branching out. I got to keep restocking the store every week because we sell a lot of the same classic titles over and over and over again: the Beatles, the Stones, the Hollies, Buffalo Springfield, Joni Mitchell. Oh, uh,
3: they were the popular yeah. artists.
1: Yeah, if they were a popular artist in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, we have it and we sell it. You know, sometimes they're new, reissues, sometimes they're originals, and, you know, the price just varies on what we pay for them. But our store has everything. If you want anything that was on the radio from the 60s on up through the 90s, we have it. And if we don't have it, we, we can, can get it. So that's pretty much what it is. <laughs>
0: This is a really good point to mention, uh, and, and we'll mention it again before the close of the show, and that is your website and how Dudley's is spelled. So for those of you listening, and I do appreciate you sticking with us as we've had these, these technical sound issues. I, I'm grateful for this. Um, you can find, um, you can go to their website, which is Dudley's, and that's spelled D-U-D-L-E-Y-S records with an s Dudley'srecords.com. and you can go there and you can you can learn all there is to know about what phil has done what the store looks like because you buy and sell so i presume that you ship do you also ship
1: Oh, we ship records all over the country i, I don't ship so, internationally but we we ship stuff in fact we get a lot of business from out of town people google us they find us they come in from sweden they come in from denver they come in from new york and we ship stuff every place in fact i just had a woman and her son in yesterday who live on an island up in washington state and they had gone to see Paul McCartney right before we did. And they saw him in Vancouver, B.C. We saw him here at Dodger Stadium, which I know for you is a treasured home and for me as a Giants fan, it's hell. But uh, we, mainly because of the transportation, We we took the bus to this show. The show was excellent. We got to see Ringo and Joe Walsh at the end. But uh, if you take a bus up to Dodger Stadium, there may not be one there for you after the game or after the show because we were on the street on Stadium Way until 1.30 in the morning until I finally got a cab. And it was, and I, wow. and and when we got back to Union Station where we left the car, because that's what we shuttled from, uh, the bus loads were finally starting to show up hours later, and wow. it, it it was a nightmare. I will never go there again for anything. I, I'm sorry, you know.
3: Wow, that's super but it was awesome. a well, great you know, show,
1: sh- you know. I mean, uh, it well, was a big venue, yeah. and he needed a big venue because he's got a big act.
0: Well, you know, so so you mentioned that. Uh, Bill. And now that we're able to hear each other a little bit more clearly, uh did I, I didn't know that Joe Wall showed up. So that was kind of interesting. Oh yes. Um but Yeah. When you, you get Ringo, guess, you
1: get Joe now because they're brother in laws.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, see what you know, see what you learned, did you all know that ahead of time? I didn't know that.
1: Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, we did. In fact it's weird. We talked about this when we got the tickets a long time ago. And I said, you might, we might see uh, Ringo and Joe there. And then we forgot about it. And then he mentioned it on the way up and And we thought about it. And then I just kind of felt it was going to happen, you know, and it was Mm -hmm. great. I mean, and they, 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 he and Paul hugged each other and uh, schmoozed a lot and told each other how much they loved them. And it made the night for the 52,000 people there. It was, it was one of the, one of the most oh, memorable shows I've ever seen, and I've been going to them since 1969 to shows.
3: Yeah. So at the
1: Fillmore, I got started. So.
3: Fantastic. So if we and it's interesting
1: because to- the kids that come in my store, Marsha, they they, yeah. they, talk to Jesse because they, they relate to him because they're the same age bracket. But they hear me when they buy a Chambers Brothers album they get a story about a Chambers Brothers concert I went to in 1969 at UC Berkeley or they hear about how I met Grace Slick by accident the New Year's Eve of 1970. In fact uh, I did meet her backstage I went to the bathroom and I was talking to this very attractive older red-headed reddish uh, brunette woman redheaded woman and, and uh, I was talking to her for 20 minutes about politics and religion and all kinds of stuff and then uh, one of the members of the band, Jack Cassidy, the bass player, came out. This was a New Year's Eve show with the Dead, the Airplane, Spirit, and Sly and the Family Stone. And Sly was late, of course. But uh, they. Uh, Jack Cassidy comes out. He says, Grace, we're on. And she says, oh, by the way, my name is Grace Slick. And I said... So she says, by the way, my name is Grace, and I said, yeah, and my name is stupid for talking to Grace Slick for 20 minutes and not knowing who the male she was, but it was <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve. so yeah, Marcia,
2: You can't make oh. up these things. This this is gold. No. I've heard this story like no. 30 times by now, and it doesn't get old once. It's like, a, it's like a Stones record. Well, I also told this
1: story to Grace Slick's daughter because she was here with the Jefferson Starship group last year, and she came on stage mm-hmm. at the end, and I told her the story, and I said, you know, I was with two of my best friends that night, and I said, to this day, none of them, none of them, including the other people, that none of them ever believed I met Grace Lick backstage. And then her daughter looked at me, and she says, well, I I believe you. And she says, and I have a caveat to the story. And I said, what's that? She says, she was pregnant with me that night.
3: Oh, God. That's
1: her daughter, China.
3: Yeah. That is funny.
0: (laughs) You know, Bill, besides having this vintage story, and I know that you don't just have – vintage uh, um uh vinyl you probably have some cassettes right because and and eight tracks we sell a lot of cassettes
1: actually because kids do. have old cars and they have cassette decks <laughs> in them i just sold i i must have sold about 30 cassettes this morning uh one was to an older guy and the others were to young girls and I asked him, I said, why, why do you buy cassettes? Do you have cars with cassettes? She says, oh no, she says, I can't even play CDs in my car because I got a new car and I said, well, what do you listen to them on? And she says, I've got a little Walkman and she says uh, one of them eats oh, tapes wow. and the other one doesn't and I said, well, put these in the one that doesn't eat tapes because we don't take them back.
3: <laughs> she was great.
1: You know, she was about, she was younger than Jessie. She was about 18 and the other girl was too. They were really sweet and we meet a lot of interesting people like that, you know, and and, and uh, I realize now that the store is a hangout for people uh, of all ages, male and female, and they just like to come in and be around the records.
2: It's a special you place. I, these people, we'll, we'll, we'll all be thinking about this when we're like 40, 50, you know, the, the kids that are young now, you know, because it's special. You don't, you don't get a chance to do these things probably ever again. It's special, it's You're a right. singular moment. Are
1: you open How many to people day his day? age say things like that? Profound. <laughs> <Well>, he's, <laughs> know he's an old soul. Yes.
0: He, I was just going to say that. That is exactly what was going through my mind. He is an old soul. And he's also, um, you are, let me not talk like you're not there. It, 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 I would say, <laughs> sense that you are also very observant. And you've listened yes. and watched Bill. Listen, Bill is a legend. I'm, you know, he's not going to say he's a legend, but you and I oh, both Oh, he's so you know, flattered
2: that you said know. that. Thank you. <laughs> but
0: he, yeah, right? I heard him say it. But he is, he is a legend. And while we're not talking about the radio days, because that's not what this show is about. This show is really about um, the record store. But I, I think Bill, besides having, um, you know, the memorabilia, the T-shirts and the albums, and I presume you have 45s as well, right? Yeah. It seems like I saw 45. Yes. Well, we have, we, okay. I
1: have 20,000 45s, and the problem is we don't have a place to put them all out, so we've only got some of them out. But people do ask for them, and I'm kind of surprised by yes. that, but they do. And I've talked to other record store owners that have told me the same thing. I mean, people that don't like 45s, I like them. But the other, the guy I was just talking to in, uh, where was I, in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, he, he says, oh, God, he says, yeah, they come in all the time and ask for 45s. They're really a pain, you know, and I said, yeah, yeah they kind of are. But, you know, if that's what they want, you got to give it to them. So we're going to have to get all my 45s out soon because, uh, you know, I've got all the original labels and original releases from Mac and iPhone up through the early 90s. Yes. So somebody
0: we'll get
2: to it. You've been saying that for two years. I know. <laughs> well you
0: know what you know what I would recommend since I have forty fives as well? The only way somebody is going to play a forty five is number one, they have a turntable where they can stack up more than one at a time. That they've got that center thing so that they can stack them up because you remember I know they used to have those little plastic things that you put in the center um, of Oh, the we 45. still sell
2: those. Yeah, yeah.
0: I bet you do. Because we still sell, sell them in general. Them. I've,
2: I've got a stack of 45s myself, and I don't have anything to play them with. <laughs> well, so and, and a lot of people
1: that buy them have jukeboxes, too. I have two yeah. jukeboxes. Oh, I have a 1950 Seabird that's green. I call him Kermit. And I have a 1954 mm-hmm. thing they call the Box, which was what they played in restaurants and bars before they had reel-to-reel tape. And I bought that out of a place uh, in Seattle that was going out of business in the 70s. I, I've had it for since 1974 or 5. I've still got it. It works. And uh, the Kermit, Kermit still works, although it's hard to find old guys that can fix these things now because – when I first yeah. got Kermit, he broke back in the eighties, and the guy that came to fix it had to be about eighty years old himself and he barely made it up the stairs to get to get get to my jukebox, but he did fix it, and I try not to break the damn thing because you know I don't know if I can get anybody to fix it now
0: yeah that's a good that's a good call do you bill do you with all you know about music and, and the two of you, do you think that there are artists today's artists and um label label companies do you think any of them are swinging back to vinyl as opposed to just laying everything down on itunes and people you know what do Some you think them. about that
1: it, it's That's rough. I mean, we can't be objective about it because all the people that come in our place are into vinyl. I mean, there could be Mm -hmm. – there's kids on skateboards that go by every day that have no idea what a record store is. We have grandmas Mm -hmm. and grandpas that bring in their granddaughters and grandsons, and they introduce them to the store. And if they're into it, they get really into it. I mean, we've got people that come back every three or four days to buy records or or CDs or posters Mm -hmm. or whatever they're into. You know, we're Some getting them
2: come back just to see us. They don't even buy anything. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we are
1: inter- we are entertaining. <laughs> we're entertaining. So.
2: They listen to us. And I got to mention, we got
1: a lot of publicity out of the Beach Reporter thanks to Michael Hickson when we first opened, and uh, we yes. advertise with him occasionally. And every time we do, we get new people in that they hear about us through the Beach Reporter. So and I want to thank him for him that. that. And
0: you bet. You are you you, you are And our friend Barry out Funkhauser out that helped
1: us uh, build the store, he yeah. he was he was a key part of that. So he painted it. Too. Yeah, he painted it I and love uh it. He, he, he
3: Yeah.
1: He, well, wanted to, he wanted to he wanted to paint it bright orange and we kind of shot that down. But
2: uh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's, that's really Jesse's funny.
1: favorite color. So I don't know why we shot that down, but we did.
2: Because so. yes. sometimes sometimes you, you just can't be too loud. <laughs> there you go. <come>. Do you <laughs> want to hear a couple of
1: other stories, Marcia? Since you like I, the gray slick one yes. so much, I've got a couple of more for you. I
0: love stories, and I was you read my mind. My, maybe we have something in common here. I'm a story collector, Bill. Let her rip. Let's hear some stories. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, here's a funny story. This is a radio story. There was a record called Year of the Cat by Al Stewart in 1977 78. Remember that?
0: 77. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Al, uh, I was the program director. I was the program director and the music director at a station in Oregon, and we were playing his follow-up to that, which was co- what's called Time Passages. And Al came to the station. He was going to do a concert and all that. So I hired a guy to dress up like a cat. And when I introduced him on stage, I brought the cat out first before Al came out. And after the show I was talking to Al, who had the personality of a dead sponge. I said to Al, I said, uh, hey, did you enjoy that when I brought the cat out? And he said, I didn't think it was funny. So he's he's kind of he's kind of on my uh doodad list from the past. I, yeah, I don't
2: I don't
1: I don't talk about Al much, but you know, the Grace Slick story was a good one and the Al Stewart was you know was the opposite and then another big letdown for me was actually george carlin who i was into when i was a very young kid i had all his early records from the 60s and then he got really big in the 70s and i actually got to host a show with him and i think it was 79 it was a big deal for me one of the biggest nights of my life and i tried to talk to him backstage he didn't want to talk to me i thought oh maybe he's just getting warmed up you know and then i thought well he's not doing any lines maybe he maybe just doesn't like people i don't know and then after the show ended, I, I thanked him and everything, and he could—he just pissed me off, you know. I mean, he mm-hmm. just kind of walked away from me, and I just thought, you know, George, I've liked you for like 15 years now, and, uh, you know, this is not the way you treat your fans, especially somebody hosting your show. And I still went to see George right up until he died at the Comedy and Magic Club, and mm-hmm. it, he was still funny, but – It stuck with me, you know, when you burn some younger person as you get older, you're always going to remember it. Things that we were just discussing this today before we called you, by the way, about we remember things and uh, we don't necessarily want to remember things. But when I think about George Carlin, I think about that. And when I think about when I hear you're the cat, I think about Al Stewart. So that's why I only play Jefferson Airplane out of the three of them. (laughs) Grace was nice to me and so was her daughter.
2: We we well, had another so, crazy thing happen right. to us. That's so, so, oh, I got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, shall,
1: shall we go in chronological order, or tell her your story first?
2: Let's jump
3: into the banana. You got okay.
1: A good one. All right. Uh, let, let me go. set this up right. Okay. So Jesse comes in every day at two o'clock, and he usually comes in early. And sometimes he eats with me and tells me what's going on in his life. And he usually always brings a banana with him. Okay, and this one day, he brought a banana with him, and I'm going to let him finish the story now, okay? We had an older woman in the store that I was waiting on, and she went back to the store as Jesse was inserting the banana into his mouth, and here's what happened. There's,
2: there's, there, so there was a few people in there, right? And you, you know how it is when there's a few people. You try to help them, and you kind of dart back and forth between uh, helping each of their um, problems, right, or their whatever they're looking for. So... You know, she's bouncing between us and she finally manages to rotate back to me and I'm trying to peel my banana to get get the thing open because, you know, sometimes if they're too green, it's a nightmare to try to open. You got to use like a knife or something. It's, it's like trying to break into Area 51. You just can't get it.
1: But this one was yellow. I remember it well.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> this one was yellow. This one was yellow. I keep trying to open it and I'm unsuccessful and this woman decides to just, snatch it out of my hands without any warning any permission any and and let me take a quick pause i am an eater i am a food person you you don't get into my food you don't touch it you you don't even look at it unless you get an A O K from me this woman took the banana out of my hands and proceeded to try to open it not only did she do that with like as she as i said no warning she didn't even open it. She smashed the top of it, and finally I just gently reached back with suppressing all of my anger and just took it back from her very gently and said thanks, and I walked away. And she
1: also tried to tell him how to eat his own banana,
2: Yeah, and, and I'm waiting
1: on other people, and I'm kind of watching this out of the corner of my eye, and then after she left, he, he tells me the whole story, and I thought, oh, my God, this is going to go down as one of the great Dudley stories of the last – 39 years you know and yeah I, I i get together every year with my ex-employees in portland i'm still i still see most of them and we talk about stuff and i told them the story of jesse's banana this this, this past year when i was up there and and uh they just a one guy named robbie had the all-time great story jesse's is damn close in fact it could be a toss-up but Robbie 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 went into my store one day and he was opening and he went into the back room to get the money from wherever the money was and when he reached in to grab the money bag a snake wrapped itself around his hand and Robbie is a little he's he's a he's a little short guy and the snake was probably bigger than he was and he just freaked out and I was at my other store and he called me to tell me about it and you know, it turned out the snake had gotten away from the pet shop at the other end of the mall five days earlier, so it could have been in my office for five
2: days. Oh, so the banana
1: and the snake are the two best stories of since 1980.
2: He He's right, though. I that forgot about so... that. I, I did manage to, to kind of stutter out. I said, what are you doing, lady? And she – just shot back at me with an attitude like, whoa, I can't stand to watch you try to open that banana and I'm going to show you how to do it because I'm a teacher and I watch this all day with little (laughs) second graders. And I thought, lady, I'm not a second grader. I'm a grown man trying to eat peacefully. I'm not even, I'm not even having a conversation with you. You just rolled right up into my little private bubble and just decided to pop it and do what you want. You're so lucky. I'm not absolutely losing my, flipping out right now i i'm known to. <laughs> oh you did that afterwards yeah well yeah afterwards i saved it
1: and we talked about that for weeks and weeks and weeks and we posted it on the instagram and the dudley's facebook page that's really the best way to check us out we have a website it was
2: during, it was during christmas season when people are supposed to be sweet <laughs>
1: well yeah. i think she thought she was helping you somehow
2: oh, she you wasn't know. helping me at all she was pissing me off that's what yeah. she was doing well, so,
0: so here's what i wonder has that lady ever been back in your store?
2: Uh, I, you know what? Yes, yes, yes. I, he, he, he doesn't know if he's sure with me, but I'm sure that I saw her come back the next night because I believe she didn't, she either didn't find what she was looking for or she couldn't make up her mind or something like that, something to the effect where she was unfinished and she said, "I want to come back tomorrow," and we were like, "Okay." And we're silently praying she wouldn't, and then she did. That's what I think. But he's not sure. Well, I don't think
1: I was there when she came back. I mean, he would remember her better than me because she was uh, dictating to him, not me.
2: Right. I mean, I, right. I can give
1: you a general description of her, but I but I'm not going to. But I mean, I, it was a kind of a traumatic experience for him. So I had to tell him the Robbie and the Robbie and the Snake story because that made him feel a little bit better. Yeah, but, that's where You know, yeah. that was his. That was Jesse's snake. Was her. Yeah, That's you fun. know something, so if
2: you, you... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well,
0: you had mentioned Facebook, and and, and what I wanted to do uh, is I want to make sure that people know that you do have a Facebook presence. So, Bill, yes, how would did. people find you guys on Facebook, or just either one of you?
2: You just uh, Google search the the word Facebook, and then you put next to it, Dudley's with an apostrophe, and then you put records, and we should come right up. That's what I do. Marsha, you
1: know this because you've been there probably, but but we pick, put up pictures of lots of people that come in the store, lots of uh, interesting guests that we have. We have music news every day. We have birthdays. We have the anniversary of when the first Led Zeppelin album, whatever it is. We've got it. And I've had people from 20 to 70 tell me that it's the best Facebook page they've ever seen for a record store. I mean, there's always something new up there every single day. And we also do Instagram, too. You know, what I don't is, know how the hell it works, but the kids Instagram do. So. What, what
2: is it, uh, what is, How do people find it? I think it's them? at
1: Dudley's Records.
2: Yes, bingo. At bingo. Dudley's Records. Bingo. Hey, the old guy got it.
1: It is at Dudley's Records. Yeah, bingo. I was, I was no, on a cliffhanger oh, with that one with one oh, hand. <laughs> And we want to thank, we have another guy that works at the store named Alex. You were you were, you were going to ask me about other employees. And uh, I right before I opened the store, I started thinking, boy, there's going to be a lot of work to do here. I'm going to have to get somebody else. So I went into Borders and in Torrance one night, and I had a young guy wait on me that answered every single one of my questions. He was polite. You know, uh, clean, which is which is hard to find in record stores, as I'm sure you've noticed going to other ones, not the one where your son-in-law works, but other ones, you know. And so I started talking to him, and I said, Alex, I said, uh, do you like it here at Borders? And, and he says, well, I don't know what you've got on an offer. And I said, yeah, I'm opening a record store about two blocks from here. I said, do you want to work there? And he went to work there almost immediately and quit borders a couple of weeks after that and he's still there he's there every weekend and he brings in customers that uh you know used to shop at borders and you know he's just a great guy we're happy to have him and if you walk into the store you see pictures of him and me and jesse right in front whether you want to or not they're beach reporter stories
2: shout out out alex and beach reporter sir michael hickson
1: yes and alex is very humble so
2: yes he is good 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 fellow he has to be to put up with us well, yes. I don't know. You, maybe, and you kn-
0: not, maybe not Jesse. You but know something. You,
2: Bill. you know something really, really important <laughs> that actually just kinda came to me is something that is I think not that my peers maybe don't do as much, maybe they don't value as there's a there's always since the very beginning of life really, there's always been a value of appreciating folks that are older than you that are you know, they're, they're, they're ahead of you in life and in time, right? And, you know, when you listen, you learn from them. You learn all kinds of things, and I, I've always enjoyed that. Even before I got to know Bill, I was like that with my uh, both of my grandparents. And, actually, I, I always tease Bill about this. I, I tell him the original Bill was a man named Steve Sturgeon who had a Hot Wheels store in Old Torrance, and I used to go there every single weekend every holiday every every day that i could be there because he treated me like his grandson and we well we just we, we just lost him a couple months ago, but I, I did the same thing with him. I, I learned all kinds of information.
1: We don't have time to tell you the whole story, but Jesse was telling me about Steve one day when we were trying to get the store set up before we had a location, and we were looking at stores in El Segundo, and we met a realtor, and I don't know how this happened, but this guy knew Steve's surgeon, and if we'd have never been looking for at that store that day jesse jesse might have never found him and he got back together with steve and spent a lot of time with him before he passed away which was Beautiful. quite meaningful even for me and i didn't know steve and
3: yeah, I just...
2: the the issue was is i knew steve all this time but eventually you know he retired and i remember i i wanted to stay in touch with him but his comment you know because he was always. He was always a funny guy. He was always a joker, and he his comment was something like, well, you know, just keep going to car shows, and you'll see me there, Jeff. I said, <laughs> "I said, all right. So I did. I saw him at one car show, and I saw him at Target, and then years started to go okay. by, and I didn't see him, and it, it, it turned out that he became very ill from dementia, and he, he ended up bedridden, and I, oh. you know, I, I didn't know that. So I, I kept trying to find him. I kept all these connects and people. And,
1: and, and, and he went to see him once a week until he passed away. Yeah. So I – I can't, what what else can
0: I say? You know, Bill, I think this is a really important thing to say now because when you contacted me and you said, you know, let's, let's do a show together again, but I really want to include Jesse, it is very clear why you wanted to do that. It's very clear to me what he means to you and what you mean to him because as you said a while ago, there's an old soul here, and when you say, Jesse, I, how old are you? Are you 22?
1: 22. Going on 70. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, but, but without, um, you know, aches and pains. The thing is, is that I would say <laughs> that if you lined up a bunch of 22-year-olds, they would not all say, if I could just talk to one person, it would be my grandparents you know somebody that's older not even maybe my own parents but somebody that I've come to know love respect and if I could only see them again you know that's that's what I hear that's what my kids would say gosh if only I could talk to grandpa if only I could because well because if you take the me- time to learn and listen it's really special
1: well, and I've discussed this with a lot of our younger customers that come in the store, and, I, and I've praised their generation, and almost all of them have said to me, don't praise our generation because of the kids that come in here, because you attract special people. And I looked up at Jesse every time. Some, well, no, you reaffirmed it. He just said it's just a different place, and it's,
3: it's.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of boneheads, and that's why I wanted to say that at the end because I feel like that's one of the problems is they're not showing their elders enough love and respect and attention, and you know taking away from them. I I got that I lucked out, and I understood that from the jump, and I was always always appreciative, always.
1: Because yes, it, Jesse. Here, so, Jesse hears a different
2: melody than a lot of people his age. <laughs>
3: so.
0: You know what, Bill? Not even just his age. Let's let's let bump him up 20 years, and and I would say that probably that age too. You know, this is you are really unique, Jesse, and I can really see why Bill has such an affection for you. Not just your music ability. But just your personal conduct, just your personal way of being, and uh, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to hear, truly. And he's I, a throwback. I,
1: he's a throwback.
0: Yeah. He, but you but know, not it's, everybody,
1: not everybody from our generation would appreciate him. It takes a certain person to appreciate what he is, and and vice versa because there's a lot of people from our generation that quite frankly totally embarrass me and I don't want to be
2: around them. Oh, well, don't, don't tell me. I like my old people. I, I like old people a lot.
0: <laughs> well, that's, so we'll be, partic- we'll be particular, Jesse. How is that? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm really glad that if I was going to do a show with a couple of friends and Jesse, while we've only met that one time and I didn't even remember that we did that, you know, I've definitely known Bill for a while and I, I really do apologize for the, the sound issues that we had that first half an hour. I'm glad that we were able to rectify that with using speakerphone because I want your family and friends to be able to hear this show and, and, and promote it out there. And I think that anyone that really loves music can tell that so do you guys. And I will make sure that when I... um. Add your uh, audio link to this show because it will be archived, and I will be putting it onto my born to talk radio show.com um, website. It will filter over to Facebook, to Twitter, to LinkedIn, and people can find your address. We, um, um, I gave your website. On your website, I presume that there's a way that they can email you there. Is
2: that correct?
1: Yeah, they can do that. They can do that, and oh, you can contact exactly. us. Jesse monitors the Facebook, too. so
2: Yes, to the best of my ability. Sorry if I haven't responded yet. <laughs>
0: well, that's okay, but you know, you might have somebody that's saying, I just inherited all of my mother's Beach Boy albums, and frankly, I don't want oh, them. Oh, boy. And, and you know exactly, and I want people to know that if there's a, a way that they can contact you, that you might have that solution. I've got my mug bill. I've got my mu- I think I mentioned this to you.
2: I oh yeah. Okay, they can get a they, they, they don't they don't have to rush to bring us albums. We got a lot. And by the way, Marcia, I should
1: tell you this cuz you'll find this interesting. I have the same phone number for the store that I had in 1980. It's a different prefix.
3: Oh. But okay. it's
1: 831-228-3170. It's an odd prefix. But it's the same number I had. I still have the neon that I had in 1980, the clocks, the signs. And uh, on my birthday, which is Friday, we're going to a neon museum in Glendale. Because now Jesse's getting into neon now, too. So...
2: You it's know, you I love I love anything vintage, not just music, just movies, cartoons, just the Hot Wheels, everything old. I love. So much.
1: Well, that's obvious. So you did wouldn't you be know? here on the show with me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I like know. people that are or old me. too.
3: <laughs>
0: but you, did you know? I don't know if it's still happening, but I took a neon museum double-decker bus tour of our whole city, like Felix the Cat there on Arbor on on um Alvarado. I don't, it, so it's not just music. It's just neon. I don't know if that's still in operation. But oh, I need that information. That?
1: Send it to me, and I'll put it on our social media, and we will go.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll look and see if it's still operational, but it's called the Neon Museum. It's in downtown L.A. and um, Because real neon, like that Felix the Cat, and I know you know which one I'm speaking about, just oh, I've taken many by. pictures
1: of Felix.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in fact, friend, I
2: just took one friend. the other day. Yeah, we just drove right by him for Paul.
0: Well, yeah, you go in that direction. I want to just take this moment to thank you guys, to thank you for what you mean to your community, to what, what you clearly talked about, that this is a place where people like to come and, and get together and share stories I, I You have a really cute little location because I believe there's a bookstore right around the corner from you. Is, the is that why i remembering Books. that?
3: Yeah, so I, that's exactly.
0: one of the reasons Sandpiper we Books. moved
1: there is because of Tish at Sandpiper Books. Uh, they're very compatible stores, yeah. as we yeah. are with the taco place, Tom's Tacos. Hey, Tom's Tacos. So you,
0: you could just spend the afternoon just hanging out with Bill, hanging out with Jesse, hanging out with Alex. I I so appreciate you removing yourself from the store today. I know it's busy. Spending this hour with me has really been delightful. I've just had a marvelous day. Sometimes the planets are all in alignment, you guys. Today was one of those days, and I'm grateful for the opportunity. The planets aligned
2: when when I moved next door to him. That was a God-given blessing. So I guess you're saying
1: really that Venus and Mars are all right tonight.
2: (laughs) I think they are, Bill.
0: Gosh, Jesse, that must fill your heart. Actually, I got to tell you, Jesse's
1: told me many times that it's a big deal that, you know, I kind of took an interest in him and brought him into my store and my life and everything. But he's done as much for me as I've done for him because he's, you know, his youthful energy and exuberance and great attitude about everything have just, made life in today's times which are quite stressful they distract me all day long now and by him and the customers and it, it's great i
0: i can see why well fellas i'm gonna let you um it's what is it um it's what is that there's a song about it's um margarita time no mar- margarita What is what margarita bill jimmy buffett
1: 1977 on abc records
0: exactly <laughs> Like you said, well, I, what I was thinking isn't there a song that talks about if it's something, if, if it's a, sometime here, it's sometime over there, I and I just that song has just left my brain, but whatever.
2: Uh, if you're referencing um, a '60s song. I better know it, or it's time for me to get put in a mental hospital because I, I, yeah. there's no way I can't know. Oh, you're, you're
1: going to be in a seniors' home before you're going to be in a mental hospital.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, seniors. You know. I, I meant to say seniors. <laughs> Hey, say, you know he's
1: what? the old man here, and I'm the kid. Oh,
2: oh
0: that's, isn't that great, though, Because mentally
1: I'm 22 years old. And... Oh, that's
0: Pardon me? fabulous. I think well, I got an email from a friend kid.
1: of mine the other day that's known me since I was in high school, and he told me I celebrated the birthday of my friend Ann, who had the store, record store I shopped at as a kid. She was 99 a couple of weeks ago, sharp as a tack. And I sent this out to everybody, and my friend Mark Miller said, you know, Bill, it's amazing. You're still friends with everybody you were friends with when you were a kid because you communicate with all kinds of people and all ages, male and female, and, you know, that's what's made you so special. And I took that as the ultimate compliment from him, you know. Uh, well, and he wasn't a real – yeah, he he was my neighbor across the street, and I rode to school with him when I was a kid. and. He just remembers that, and he remembers Ann, and God bless Ann for being 99 and still putting up with all this crap.
0: And me, because I talk to her about once a week. That's fabulous. Well, I want to add one last compliment before I let you guys get on with your evening. Bill, you have a fabulous voice. I mean, who would not want to listen to you? Whether you're oh, yeah. on the radio or you're doing your Sunday brunch or whatever, people can go back to old YouTube. You know, you do have a magnificent instrument, Bill. You speak beautifully. Well, a
3: songbird.
0: <laughs> you, you bet. You well, bet
1: I'm, I'm I'm it's turning red here, so. Uh... <laughs>
0: Isn't there a song? No, Isn't I appreciate that, Marsha. I No, it I mean it's you know,
1: they, they don't look for that in the in, in the in the radio business anymore. If you work cheap and you got a lousy voice, they don't care. You know, they just don't care. Well, That's the way it is, unfortunately. So
0: you know, I'm gonna tell you, Bill, the radio station I listen to, there are no DJs on the mic. It is straight music and then fill ins that somebody's done on the side. But I'm not gonna give them I'm yeah. not gonna say what that station is, but where are where where have all the DJs gone? Anyway, well that's um, true. No, they, they've they've
1: wrecked the business, <laughs> and that's why so many very very talented people are out of work. In fact, one mm-hmm. of my friends that moved to Austin, Texas, uh, has just moved back today. Actually, uh, Jay Gardner, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we'll be hearing Jay somewhere before long because he's a great voice and so. a great talent and a nice man. So
3: terrific. terrific.
1: That's that's a great
3: way to... No, not Jake. <laughs>
1: We don't want to talk about Jake. He's our 19-year-old okay. customer that uh, buys the Andrews okay. sisters and Bing Crosby. Apparently he's but, my little
3: brother.
1: Oh, and he, he thinks he's Jesse's little brother. <laughs> well,
3: you not Jesse's me. girl. Okay, never mind.
1: Me. Yeah, I, I Je- Jesse's – oh, don't, don't mention Jesse's girl. He hates that record. But no, if you <laughs> okay. wanted to put us in chronological order, it's probably Jake is the oldest and then Jesse and then me. I'm talking <laughs> <She's> mentally. So <laughs> You know all right what? we threw him, we threw him a bone, so
0: <laughs> there you go well i'm going to tell you this is the longest I have recorded a radio show. I hope that our friends will listen to it. I hope that they will kind of bypass sort of the scratchy stuff in the in the in the beginning, and i it's turned out to work beautifully being on the speaker phone where I can hear you both and you have a voice, and so i'm going to i'm going to wish you fond farewell till we meet again. I'm going to have to come by the store, and, Jesse, just kind of give you a hug because you are – You're going to have to. I I will because um, I'm impressed, Jesse, truly. So thank you very much. I I would say he's priceless,
1: but we do have a sticker on his forehead. (laughs)
3: He's
1: (laughs) $9.99 if you want him.
3: All right. Uh, Thanks, Marcia. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you
0: so very much. Bye for now.
3: Bye-bye.